This episode of On the Limb with Nature's Voice Game Calls is brought to you by Will Jewelry and Loan. When you need cash and you need it fast, check out Will Jewelry and Loan. Come on in with your jewelry, firearms, electronics, tools, lawn equipment, dirt bikes, side-by-sides, and even four-wheelers. They will be any competitor's loan amount, and that's a fact. Wheel Jewelry and Loan guarantees faster and more cash for your loan than any other company in the area. They have your cash you need fast. Check them out today on their Facebook page or give them a call at 304-768-5101. Stop in and talk with them at 5523 McCorkle Avenue, Southwest, South Charleston, West Virginia. Wheel Jewelry and Loan, 304-768-5101. Y'all unmuted there. Yeah. So we don't have our production guy here, Dave. So yeah, he's, I'm having to do it. I'm replacement, Dave. We've got Dave one here, and we've got Dave, Dave two. two. That's right. And then we also got Ryan. Yes, sir. Coach Ryan back here. <laughs> so welcome, everybody, to another episode of On the Limb with Nature's Voice Game Calls. So today we have a real good special bonus for you because these guys come down. We had a good lunch here a little bit ago. Fantastic. Fantastic, yes, by the way. And uh, so we had uh, pulled pork, some homemade slaw, homemade bacon. Uh, well, we were going to have homemade bacon, yeah. but it ran out of time on that. Yeah, somebody's slacking. Not enough time in the day. <laughs> There's not. But we did have Mama's uh, homemade uh, potato salad. So. And, and coleslaw. And coleslaw. Yeah. So you can't beat that? Can't knock that one because she makes them good. That's one good thing about us West Virginia people. We like to eat. So The hospitality was awesome. Great. Well, thank you, sir. We we appreciate you guys coming down and taking the time to come down and be on this live podcast with us. So. Thanks for having us. So, uh, you know, we have uh, we met at the Summersville show. Was that where we first met or was it Morgantown? Uh, Summersville. Summersville, two years ago, right? Summersville, yeah. Yep, two years ago. Yeah. Yep. We met there, and uh, Dave one over here was trying to sell us some rocks for our whiskey, so he, he conned us into that. <laughs> he succeeded. <laughs> he succeeded. But, but well, you know what? We paid them back. They ended up buying several calls from us. How yeah. are those working out for you, by the way? Well, I gave mine away to a buddy of mine. So they went well. <laughs> they, they did work. I okay. used mine. Yeah. Uh, my, daughter's, uh, my daughter and my son got me some of those... Um, Little uh, rubber things that you fill up and make a whole ice ball. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they got me some of those for Christmas. So a buddy yeah. of mine was wanting some of those. I understand. Dave, uh, the main Dave, the production guy. So yeah. <laughs> I use mine. My wife actually bought me another set that's a little bit smaller and engraved with my initials. So oh. I mix the big ones with those little ones a lot. Nice. So it's, it's nice. Covers the whole glass with nice cold, uniced. Whiskey. Okay, yeah, <laughs> <with> that. <laughs> All right. So whoever wants to start out, Dave one or Brian, give us a little bit of background on Fields to Ridges. Are you gonna make me do it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, Fields to Ridges. It started as it's kind of a dream. I ran into Dave one day. I actually coached his son and 
he's like, Hey, I'm trying to get this outdoor thing going. And of course you're kind of like, okay, you know, I, I'll see what I can do. And then finally kind of blew me off. Yeah. Yeah. You know how it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll see if it works in my schedule. But yeah, anyway, yeah. we got pretty serious about it and started digging into stuff and found out, you know, we got the NWTF behind us now, pheasants and quail forever. Three great organizations. If anybody gets a chance to check out their website or any yeah. events they put on, feel free to do that because all three put on a great event for the kids, the veterans, or whatever event they're having. Yeah. But we got together and sat down and had a serious discussion how things were going to work, how we're going to do things. And uh, him and I are president of, we share that responsibility of Fields awesome. to Ridges. Okay. So, Good deal. Nice. Yep, so now we run two NWTF chapters and a Pheasant and Quo Forever chapter. Oh, yeah. And how long have you guys been in, been together now? Seven uh, years. Yep, seven that's years. been seven years. Nice. Wow. It went quick, too. I look back at the date, and I'm like, wow, it's been that long. So Wow. Yeah, earlier he said like three, four. Yeah, <laughs> it got away from me. So. It, so it goes fast. Time flies when you're having fun. Yes, it does. So with you all organizing this, you all uh, do a lot of things with veterans. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about what you do with the veterans. Well, every year, usually the first weekend of November over at Federal Valley Pheasant Farm, we put on a veteran hunt for, you know, last year we had 60 veterans. It was a two-day event. And uh, it, it it really, really is a good way to give back because, I mean, you, you want to do good for these veterans. You want to give back. Right. You want to do your part, so to speak, because not everybody does their part. But it, it, it really is heartwarming to see these guys show up and get a day of just it, – it's like reprieve. I'm in the outdoors. Right. How can you be mad? You're in the outdoors. You're watching dogs point birds. You're killing yeah. birds. So Awesome. So, you know, that, that'll that'll work out nicely. It'll wrap us right into another thing we like to do on every episode is our salute to Valor. And this one, this one touches home to you. I know that. Yeah. So tonight we're going to honor David P. Jackson from Guysville, Ohio, where he served in the United States Army for 20 years at the rank of a staff sergeant. He was uh, in the Gulf War. He was discharged in 2001, and he ended up passing away March 29th of 2014. So he, you know, he's. Well, this is a memorial to him. So. Also, salute to Valor. Same thing in the, in the sense, but you know, I know that hit home to you. That's your uncle, right? You said? Uh, yeah, it's my mom's brother. And I okay. tell you what, I was damn lucky to know the guy. He uh, he taught me a lot about the outdoors, the trapping. Uh, I got to deer hunt with him quite a bit. Awesome. And that was planning a turkey hunt, but uh, unfortunately, the we didn't make it that far. So that would sure. have been a blessing too. So, but daggone lucky to know the guy. He's awesome. First yeah. class. Yeah, yeah, that's great, man. And like I said, we, we appreciate his service and. The twenty years he put in—that's that's a good long tenure, especially you know talking this today about it. He was in the Airborne, yes, so yes, you know that that takes a toll on a man's body. Oh, jumping out of planes and just the training aspect of it. And you said he was sergeant, yeah, staff sergeant, staff sergeant. Yep. Well, Staff Sergeant Jackson, we thank you for your service and we appreciate you, sir, for our great country. Yep, thank you. All right, let's get back into some. Talking about what you guys do. So, Phyllis, we'll go back into some more. But, but yeah, go back into that. Because uh, Dan's got to run. He's got to go to the West Virginia game. So That's, right. <laughs> yeah. That's why we were doing our salute to Valor a little sooner than well, we normally yeah. do. Cause I'm not home long enough to uh, piddle. And uh, no. I, I'm trying to cram everything in here I can. So, yeah. <laughs> we can get as much of this as I can, get back home, spend time with the wife and kids. And yeah, we appreciate your family letting you out today. Yeah. 
So. Oh, I've been busy since I got home too, though. I've <laughs> I know. been goat wrangling today. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on the goat. Yeah, <laughs> the goat man. That's right. Oh gosh. And got got some new <laughs> weed eaters at the house. If you want, you want to come over and pet them. <laughs> oh Lord. All right. So we'll have to have Dave too tell us a little bit because he's kind of. He's kind of in charge of the veteran stuff a little bit more so. Absolutely. He's great. You thought, you, you yeah. thought I was going to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you on the mic? Oh, Not no. a chance. If, you ever, if you're ever interested in the hunt, this man right here will, is good at what he does for that veteran's hunt. <laughs> All right, Dave, too. You're Dave, ready. Put me on the spot. Anytime. <laughs> you got to be ready around this guy. You don't know what he's going to do when he takes a board and erases all your ads off of it and everything. <laughs> Well, like Ryan said, we do it uh, first weekend in November every year, and we've grown. From our first year we started out, we had 16 veterans. Okay. Oh, wow. And we've grown to 60 last year. Wow, 60. Dang on. So we're hoping, awesome. to, we're hoping to have 60 again this year, maybe a few more. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, just but, keep growing. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot of organizations out there <clears throat> like this, like we were talking about earlier. Um, that's getting involved more in the veteran realm of things in the spectrum, you know, just supporting the veterans, and I, I love it. Yeah. Well, my personal feeling is we can't do enough. That's right. We can't do enough for them. Right. Yep. We get to do what we get to do because they done what they done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And a lot of a lot of this is a, a free event. We raise the money throughout the year through our banquets and visiting uh, Legion posts, VFW posts, uh, who donate money for this too. It, it, that we feed them. We buy them three birds, and they get a hunt with someone, not their buddy. They usually come in, they're quiet. But when they come back, man, the camaraderie. And, oh, absolutely. And they have something. Yeah. I like to tell everybody, they have something in common that if you've never served, you'll never, ever know the feeling, that bond. Mm-hmm. It, it is stronger than anything. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the, really, the, 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 what, I, what I take away from the whole, it's, it's heartwarming, you know, to see a veteran come up. And, and this happened to me last year. I'm not a very emotional person. I'm pretty, you know, hard-nosed lady. <laughs> and, uh, but I had a veteran stop me on the way out, and he's in tears. And he goes, you'll have no idea how much it was. It meant to me to have a stress-free day and to come out here and be around people that understand me. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, that, you know, that meant the world. That lets you know that it, it kind of gives you that hunger to keep going. Don't oh, yeah. stop. Like, you know you're doing, make this happen. You know you're doing the right thing and making changes. Absolutely. You know? You're making a change in somebody's life. Yep. And that's that's one of the things that we're all in this outdoor industry for. I mean, we all are raised, all of us here was raised in the outdoors, sure. hunting, fishing. But it's a way for us to carry on traditions within our families, yes. uh, different things that our families do. And I, I just love it, man. Yep. So. It's not about the hunt. About no. It, it's you're about exactly time, right. It's escape, about the camaraderie, the bringing those guys that haven't, been around the veteran community for a while back into that being something that they know and they can cope with and they can create more bonds with even it don't matter if it's a army vet and a marine vet you get them together they're going to cut up they're going to have a good time (laughs) granted they're going to cut each other up (laughs) guarantee there are some competitive sons of guns let me tell you what you know there's commodity there. They'll come back, and one will have three birds, and one will have two, and it, it is on the trash talking. It's second to none. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I we, guarantee it. We've had guys that hadn't seen each other since their time in the service. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Come back, and, yes. you know, that was their oh, yeah. their well, that's just thing, and now they want to come back. Sure. Well, that's just like talking with uh, uh, fly fishing 
um, Project Healing Project Waters. Healing Waters. Mm-hmm. They they had a guy they served together, and they come into this Project Healing Waters fly fishing. Didn't realize that they was only what twenty miles apart from each other yeah, yeah. for the wow. last fourteen yeah. years. Hadn't wow. seen each other, and they got linked back up. So I mean, it's it's amazing how close you can be to somebody that you don't haven't talked to forever, and get something like that to reinstitute a friendship back up again. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, they pick up right where they left. Oh off. yeah, oh, yeah. It's yep. just like nothing ever happened. That gap was not there yep. in time. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. I, I got a buddy in Arizona. I could go a year without talking to him, and we might talk for a day, and it's like our conversation kept going on from a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> we knew exactly where we was at, what we was doing, what we was talking about. It's yeah. it's just amazing. So um, alongside the veterans there, you all do a lot of stuff with kids. I mean, that's one of your all's main focuses, isn't it? Well, yeah. we do. We had our kids' day this year at Poston Lake in Stewart, Ohio, um, but it all started – Dave got everything started. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and take the – because he started our very first kids' day. I was actually at in Florida with an All-American with my son at baseball, and Dave, he had to take the reins, and I'm grateful for it because now we're we're reaping the rewards for Dave's efforts that day. Awesome. Dave won, you're up. (laughs) Dave won. (laughs) He's been called worse. (laughs) I was nice and peaceful, too, sitting over here being quiet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you ain't getting out of this either. (laughs) No, I know. I was waiting for it because we got the gun bags to talk about, too, later on. Yes, we do. So it'll be a little bit of an evening. Uh, The the whole ordeal with the kids' day is, honestly, when's the last time you've seen a group of kids riding bicycles around? This morning. Very rarely anymore. Yeah, but yeah, very rarely. And and they're they're my, always my hanging out get, inside. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not seeing it with mine because they're older now, I'm not seeing yeah. it anywhere because right. yes. it's just not a thing. You know, I mean, and even at campgrounds, you go camping. I I know you camp. I camp all the time. Even at campgrounds, it used to be you'd have to re- literally five mile an hour. If you went over five mile an hour in a campground, you was hitting a kid. I tell you what, but though, now it's the not, last hardly like trip that. we had. We went to Beach Fork. And, man, I tell you, they are full of kids. Good. That's good. There's, like, the center section. I can't remember the name of that section of the campground because they got, like, four campgrounds in there mm-hmm. with one. But um, that center section is, like, the kid zone. <laughs> <laughs> there was bikes everywhere. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, and, and I loved it because yeah. that's the way I grew up. That's yeah. the way, you know, I remember camping when I was a kid. We'd get on our bikes. We'd take off, and we'd go down the road. We'd go through the woods. We used to camp at Clater Lake. And they used to have trails through the woods with humps and jumps and all that stuff oh, that yeah. you could go through. Yep. And it, it was awesome. And that's one of the things that I looked forward to. But mm-hmm. not very many kids play outdoors anymore. No, because I live in a little community like you live in. There's houses all around me. We don't have no kids running around on bicycles. Every once in a while you might see one. And the thing is, when it comes to our hunting industry, video games has taken over generations after generations and it's getting worse oh yeah they're taking over more and more and more yeah and then video games is slowly destroying our hunting heritage Mm -hmm. because kids would rather hang out and stay warm and play video games with their friends and talk to them through headphones online instead of going out 
and spending time in the woods and hunting. Yeah, you got deer hunter online. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't even have to get out in the woods and get cold and you kill something. You can kill as many as you want. That's too. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. bag limits. <laughs> Why would you want to go outside? Yeah, granted you can't eat it. I don't or have touch to get my hands. Or... Don't have to get your hands dirty if you shoot it on that's, TV. That's the number one thing, though. Yeah. You don't get the experience exactly that we all have experienced. Yes, and it's life changing. It is. Yes. You know, I had this. I had this guy at work to ask me one day. He's like. What do you? What have you learned from hunting? What has that taught you? And I'm like, patience. Patience is number Zillions. one thing, really. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's life lessons. I mean, I could just sit there all day and tell you the things that I learned while I was hunting. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's just it's things that you just. Uh, I mean, it just comes up. It's a way of life. It is yeah, a way of life. It is. It wasn't. It wasn't a sport to me. It was the way we grew up. Yes. So. Even if you don't see anything, the peace. Yeah, you think about things. You're 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 more pure. Your brain thinks you're a renewing bit. your mind. Yes, yep. you know yes. what I mean. And it's it's something that you just that I just don't get at home like um, every day. Yeah, you know. Yep. I yeah. mean, you may get it every now and then when you're out mowing the grass or trimming some bushes or something. But there's a lot of people don't like doing yard work. <laughs> I yes. hate yard work, and yeah. that, they're out there cussing the whole time. <laughs> But I don't mind it. That's a soothing thing to me. If I, if I could pour concrete in my yard and paint it green, I'd be happy. <laughs> hey, here's where I'm at with yard work. My mom wanted to get out of Columbus, so I made a deal with her. She bought an RV and moved it in my backyard and put an awning over it. But the deal was she had to upkeep the yard so I didn't have to mow and weed eat. Well, there you go. <laughs> nice. That's a good trade-off. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but, All right, so finish about the kids. Back to the kids' day. It's See you, Dan. See you guys. It was a pleasure. Sorry, I got to run. Yep. Great. See you next time, brother. Yep. Good seeing you. Yep. You guys too. Enjoy the rest of this, guys. It's going to be good. I promise you. Let us know how the game's doing. Yeah, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't get us all tickets to your living room, huh? (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how it is. (laughs) Yeah. I got an eight foot beanbag y'all can sit on. (laughs) He just eats and runs. (laughs) No, I didn't eat and run. Take, take, take out yeah, look at him. Do you think he's going to run? You can't throw that away. We oh, save yeah, us. <laughs> All right, go ahead. But like with the very first kids day that we did, it was at Camp Provida in Waterford, Ohio. We had 34 kids. And out of them 34 kids, six kids, parents or grandparents contacted me and said after being there and at that event, they asked for bows and stuff for Christmas to go hunting with. Awesome. And there are several kids that shoot on school archery teams now. Yeah. Because of our kids' day. I mean, even, even, trap if, team. even yeah. if it's just one that you hear, yes, it's absolutely. worth it to yes. me. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. That's never shot a bow in their life to our kids' day, and now they're shooting in leagues. Yeah. Because all they did was video games. Right, if you want to scoot over to that one, you can't. And I'll meet, I'll you want to move over there? But You want to move down to the end? Or are you good I'll let you slide over there. You go ahead. Put your headphones on and smile. <laughs> yeah, now you get to talk more. Watch, yeah, watch now you get to talk more. Dave, Dave, too. Boy, what a replacement for Dan, huh? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Gosh. Maybe we'll be, be able to keep him contained. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> Your dry erase board would be safe now. I know. Keeping Dan contained is hard sometimes. He was like, you know not to give me something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, it's got to be done. <laughs> but this, this is just us trying to do our small part. Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, all it takes is 
enough people to do a small part for it to be a big part. Mm-hmm. For sure. But there was nobody in our area that did anything for kids mm-hmm. at all. And my kids grew up there from kindergarten through eighth grade. Yeah. Or seniors. Graduated high school. And well, they don't even do hunter's education in the schools no more. No. 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 And, and, that's, here, in here, my opinion, that's something that needs to come back. Here's Absolutely. the thing with that, too. I am a certified <clears throat> hunter's ed instructor for the state of Ohio. You would not believe the people that will rather do it online because they can do it at their own pace than spend a weekend in the class with their kids yeah. and them learn about hunting. See, I, I didn't let my kids do that because I wanted them to have the hands-on experience. Yeah. Yes. So I scheduled it through a DNR officer, and they went and done it at uh, one of these places that did it out uh, – I think it's like that new elk, uh, the elk center or something that they have out on that, um, Alum Creek. Yep. But it's a, it's a new center that they've got and it's a conservation thing, but yeah, I mean, I, I just don't understand where, where we lost it there. Right. I kind of, my question is how do we fix it and who's responsible? Yeah. Sony. Greater. Sony's responsible. <laughs> Xbox. Yeah. yeah. Nintendo. <laughs> So uh, you all do plenty of banquets and uh, and trade shows. Tell us about some of the trade shows shows you all go to because that's where we met. Yeah, actually, we do one uh, the Summersville show. You guys are in the booth next to us. That's yep. kind of how we uh, we met. Um, we promote go down and promote for pheasants forever. They ask us to come down and kind of get the word out down in southern West Virginia or southwestern southeastern West Virginia. Listen at me, I've got them all turned around, <laughs> but promote the pheasants and quail mm-hmm. um a lot of interest in it um because you guys used to have a lot of quail from what i understand down there mm-hmm. and it's kind of really dissipated it has started yeah. to come back a little bit but you know a lot of the older folks are like man it is not what it once was when mm-hmm. i was a kid so kind of spread the word initiative that hey there's some programs out there you can sign up for for your property or yep. you know get some seed or you know s- basically directing them in the right direction so they can maybe maybe have some answers for some questions they have about it. So what is Pheasants Forever doing to help with that conservation and that uh, habitation or habitat for the, Well, a lot of times the, pheasant, birds. the uh, Pheasants Forever is big on uh, like equip programs and and stuff like that to where an equip program is where you uh, sign a certain percentage of your land over to be habitat. Okay. For you know, they they it's through pheasants forever, but it, it benefits all wildlife. Mm-hmm. So I am currently have a project in Equip on my place, and uh, funny thing is, I don't. I, I it could be totally irrelevant, but my neighbor called me uh, last week and said, "Hey, there's a bald eagle nesting in a tree back here on across the fence line on you." And I'm like, You're "Wow!" Kidding. But I have no. Uh, I don't know if they're related, but here's what I do know: if you don't do anything. You're going to get the same results you have now, which nothing. is nothing. Yeah. So, uh, I'd rather err on the, the side of the line that does something and tries than to mm-hmm. sit around and absolutely, you know what you have if you don't try. Yeah. So, definitely. Um, currently, though, through Pheasants Forever, our Fields to Ridges chapter has a. We work with a, a winery, Dutch Creek Winery, off okay. 690 there in Athens County. There's currently a conservation project that he actually installed in the Equip that. Uh, we're getting ready to do here this spring. So it'll be, it'll be one. It'll be, they're going to do a kind of like a farm to table thing. Take the the honeybees and the stuff and make a honey wine. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting 
that's a little bit of the conservation giving back. Nice. I've been, uh, I support local as much as I can. Absolutely. When it comes to like your local honey and the eggs and things Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, I'm trying to do as much as I can locally because not only is it better for you and you know, if you've got sinus issues and things like that, you need to be intaking the honey that's from your area. Yes. If you want the benefits from it, yes. you can't just go to Walmart or Sam's or <laughs> wherever and get honey from over in uh, wherever, wherever, yeah, different probably country. China. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it has to be from your region or yeah. it's not going to help you. So Absolutely. I, I'm a big supporter of stuff like that. What was that tack of property that the Fields of Ridges pheasants helped buy up north to in Ohio? Uh, that was called the Mallet Project. Um, boy, it was, I can't remember the exact facts. It was, it was eight, I want to say 800 acres that they converted into wetlands, not just for pheasants. You can pheasant hunt, but it benefit the ducks, the everything. So it's everything, yeah. Yeah, and you, it's uh, <clears throat> do a access program where you can sign in to hunt it. So, I mean, it, it, it's it benefits everybody. It's a, it's a place, it's an outlet for people who don't have a place to hunt so they can go hunt. That's cool. So, yeah. so kind of like a WMA or something, something like that. And, uh, but it's, but it's more on the private level. It, it, it's open to the public. Okay. So you, you can go, but I, from my understanding of the project, they make you like pick a day. So like hundred people ain't hunting it. Okay. So yeah, you kind of got to, they manage it a little bit. So, but it's still a great opportunity to get your name in the hat and oh, get yeah. out there. So how many acres is do you have to have or is required for you to be a part of that? To like be, how many acres do you have on your property that's right, like Right now we have about 30 to 35 acres, but we only manage probably three at the most for okay. wildlife habitat. We kind of let the, less, the rest of it be native. Mm-hmm. But the three acres, I mean... I see an honest result. I was skeptical at first. I was like, there's, yeah, okay, we're just spinning our wheels, but it's something I can do outside with the kids and my dad and my mom. Mm-hmm. The animals are there. My daughter killed a turkey there. You know, my daughter's killed a deer there. My son's killed animals there. You know, if I could get my wife to hunt more, that'd be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. But she, Good allows luck. Me to hunt. she allows me to hunt all I want, so I love her, yeah. and I'm not going to complain. Don't complain about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> But, Let her go to Bath and Body Works as much as she exactly. wants to go. <laughs> but 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 there there is a noticeable difference. Yeah. It's slight, but again, it's better than what we had before we started, which was just them passing through. They wasn't holding there. They wasn't holding it. Yeah, that's a big that's a big difference because yeah. there's nothing to keep them there. You know nope. what I mean? And but, it it's nothing sustainable for them to exactly want to stay there. I exactly. think the biggest problem or the biggest challenge with any conservation project is to get rid of the invasive species mm-hmm. like the autumn olive and the uh green briar stuff like that multiflora rose bush that's honeysuckle your, yeah Woo! that's your biggest challenge Man. okay is getting rid of that stuff first and then you're it, it allows everything else to flourish yep. the stuff yep. that's supposed to be there the, the native yeah. stuff that they you know graze on they feed mm-hmm. on you know they bed in or nest yeah i'm a big turkey hunter mm-hmm. that's the key so nice well, um, so that leads us right into our next topic is conservation projects. So lead us into some more of those. Okay. Well, we have a conservation project we're getting ready to start uh, back home. My neighbor wants to take his uh, soybean. Well, he rotates it every year, soybean in his cornfields. He wants to take the, the fingers or the tips of his fields because it's kind of on top of the hill mm-hmm. that they can't 
plant every year. Okay. And he wants to make it into habitat for turkey. Hopefully one day pheasants will come back strong mm-hmm. where we live. But there have been sightings of bobwhite quail there. So we got to continue to keep building that up. So you have the the farmland and the habitat. It, I mean, it's it's going to go hand in hand. He's using all of his property now instead of just, you know, the harvesting part of it. He's starting to manage for the yeah. wildlife. See, that's something I've never gotten into really studying is what those pheasants like, what the quail like. And I mean, I'm I'm big on to deer and turkey and stuff like that. But when it comes to those birds and those species, I really don't know what they would like. So, what are some of those things that they they strive on and have to have? Well, one of the big ones is Milo, the pheasant farm where we're at, the Milo, and and different kind of you know prairie grasses where they can get in and get hit. Or or if you really look in some of the like at the pheasant farm where we hunt there's actually little tunnels under the grass that's laid over. So they have escape oh, routes. They, yeah. they just feel that comfort. And uh, you can see it sometimes in your dog. He'll go on point here, and then he'll go, oh, what, where'd it go? He'll go down <laughs> here and go on point. Yeah, so, I have seen that, yeah. But, yeah, that's that's because you know you have good habitat and good cover, which okay. you know, we need a lot more of if we're going to bring them back. So, so it's a lot more open field stuff, and it's not more hardwoods? Pheasants from my your experience. quail is hardwoods, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. From from my experience, the pheasants are more they like the more, you know, prairie grass out in the open, the plains, the meadows. Yeah. And your quail and stuff are more of your you know your woody, your brushy type birds. Yep, like grouse. And grouse. If yeah, you grouse. have grouse are fun. If you have a good deer habitat, mm-hmm. you you have a good quail habitat and a good grouse habitat and turkey habitat they'll all eat on the same stuff pretty much that's what i mean it's through pheasants forever but it it's going to benefit it's going to benefit a lot more stuff yeah cool have you ever been pheasant hunting i have i've been pheasant hunting pennsylvania i loved it did you yeah well, if you yeah, ever get was, a chance, come up home. And yep. Yeah, I mean, y'all trying to get Dan on a hunt here before the show while I was setting up everything. I'm telling you. So y'all got to include me on that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess too busy we'll working. tag along. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can tag along. I'll jump in the back of the truck. I don't care. Uh, yeah, it, it's a really good time. And it's it's about like here. You know, you're having a good time. You're hanging out with buddies. And then when the dog goes on point, it's like, okay, we're serious for about 10 seconds. And then we're yeah. back to... Now, what, uh, what place is it that you're all doing these hunts up there? Uh, the one that we usually run out of is Federal Valley Pheasant Farm. Okay. It's owned by Brian Hines and Gene Hines. Um, it's in Amesville, Ohio. That's actually where our veteran hunt is located. And I'm telling you what, they are they're second to none when it comes to service. And, and they accommodate and tailor hunts to you. If you want a uh, pheasant quail chucker hunt or you just want a pheasant hunt or you want a combo hunt, anything you want, <laughs> they will accommodate you. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, them chuckers are fast. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Those are hard birds to shoot. They, they will, they will send you kicking pop cans in a heartbeat. (laughs) You think you're good? Go chucker. We we were pheasant hunting there in Pennsylvania and he was like, you know, if you, if you got some chuckers that come up, go ahead, you can shoot them too. And I was like, (laughs) we had this one, I about stepped on it. Mm-hmm. And it come up right in front of me and about scared me to death. I didn't get a chance to shoot at it. <laughs> it come right up in my face. And, and gone before you realized yes, what was going on. it was. On. I yeah. was like, what was that? And he was like, you've just met your first Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> Better four ten them, too. Yeah. yeah. What's that, Dave? Better four ten them, too. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. made that mistake once. <laughs> 12 gauge don't work with a chugger. Yeah. I can see that. It was a spur of the moment thing. Yeah. Burr, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. 
So uh, tell us about the, the gun bash. We've been talking a lot about that today since you all got here. You all are in the planning phases of this. Yes, sir. Um, it's going to be a pretty big thing. Yes, uh, there hopefully. Are, there are some other people that do this in in different, know, counties, in different up counties north of us. up north of you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys are trying to bring that down into your all's area to draw some attention to the outdoors yes. and conservation and stuff like that. Yep. Absolutely. First Tell one. Us. First one. Yep. August 10th, 2024. You better mark your calendar. Yep. August 20, 2024. There you go. I said make sure. Make sure, yeah, because I definitely want to be there. Yeah. Bring, bring plenty of T-shirts, hats, and game calls. August 20. August 10th. August 10th. It's the second Saturday in August. Yeah, we're definitely going to make sure we're going to come there. So, Yeah, we'll have uh, – during that time, we'll have plenty of true timber stuff. We'll – and that's right around deer season, so we'll have deer calls. Yes, we won't primarily focus on turkey, but we'll have I'll have the call machine there and uh, making mouth calls. That's one of the things that we do at these shows is make the mouth calls on spot. I think that's oh, one of the yeah. reasons why you come Absolutely. by our booth. Absolutely, I was sitting there making mouth calls, and you were intrigued by yeah. what I was doing. So, do a great job too. That was awesome. Well, we appreciate it. We sure enjoy going to those because I mean, you just meet so many people. Yes, yes. Know? I mean, you yes. make so many different connections, and it's almost like you've known each other for a long time because you all share share the same passions. Absolutely. You know? Yep, and actually Joe Jarrett's one talked us into coming to that the first year. Oh, yeah, Joe. Yep. Joe's phenomenal. He is uh, first class. He does a great job. He does a bird release every year, pheasants and quail, and he's he's he does a great job. Yep, I think uh, Joe was the one that invited us to go to the Summersville show. And that's, you know, where we met Marianne. Oh, yeah. And, you know, got in with her pretty well. She's she's a great woman. She, Didn't she? She takes care of that show and runs that show. Amazing. She's leaving, by the way. Uh-oh. So I think she's staying on staff for a little longer to train get, up some people. But get us through one more show, maybe. Yeah, those <laughs> those those people's got, got some big shoes to fill. Because Don't they, though? She does a great job. So fill us in on this gun bash. What's, going, what's it going to entail? What is a gun bash? Exactly what the words say. It's a gun bash. There's going to be 70-plus prizes up for grabs between guns and cash. Total value between sixty dollars and $70,000 up wow. for grabs. You hear that, folks? Sixty dollars and $70,000. In prizes. In up prizes for and, and cash. 30000 in cash. 30000 in cash. So, so you're going to do this. Um, I know you all are still getting the details together yes. but y'all have got the gist of things yes how you're going to do i run things yes we're going to sell three thousand tickets at 50 bucks a ticket okay the first ticket drawed out of the pot is going to be worth five grand in cash you better you want to get on that first ticket <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep better get on her that would be nice thing is if you ain't got one in it you can't win it yeah that's right you got to have a ticket so but it's, it's not like we're selling unlimited tickets and you don't have to be present to win neither yeah that's a good thing. Yes. But there'll be Browning shotguns, Ruger revolvers, so CVAs, a little bit of everything. Is it basically hunting guns or is it pistols as well? Mix. Mix. Mix of everything. There'll be plenty of on-site games too on the side. Now you all will get them, the person that wins it will get to pick it up there. Or do they have to have it shipped to an FFL? They can If they're there, they can get it. 
as long as they can pass the background check. So you'll have an FFL there on site. On the spot. Absolutely. To transfer it right Yes. There. One okay. of the best in our area, Mr. Perry Sale. Yep, with Bag Boys Toys out of Norwich, Ohio. Okay, cool. I'm taking notes here because we tag all this stuff in our podcast episode. What is that? Bag? Sundale Bat. Big boys toys. Big boys toys. Big boys toys. Yeah. Yep, he will be there on the spot. There'll be plenty of side raffles. Now, if somebody wins that's not there and they win a firearm and we gotta ship it out of state, they can they'll just be reliable to pay shipping to the FFL. Of their choice. Okay, and there will be a transfer fee with that. Yes, I figure. Unless they're in good with a guy like we are with Perry and he wouldn't charge his transfer fee. Yeah, sometimes there's a $25 transfer yeah. fee. I mean, it's nothing. Yeah, much. or 20 No. I mean, we have a local guy that we use here in Cross Lanes. I mean, we could call him up at any time and he could ship a gun to me. So, But we'll have prize claims for him done up. They'll be available online for people that's not there that win. They can fill out all their information and send it in with a photocopy of a driver's license. So that way we can make sure the winner is the person actually getting it, and then okay. we'll go on from there and get, make sure they get their winnings. So what do you get for the 50 bucks? Chance in the main drawing. We're going to start at noon and draw a ticket every five minutes till 6 o'clock at night. So basically at 5.50, that ticket drawing is going to be worth ten grand in cash. So that's the last ticket drawn. At 5.55. The third to last one. That ticket drone is going to be worth fifteen and fifteen grand in cash. That's seventy two prizes. Wow, that's crazy. That's kind of fathom <laughs> that though. Really, I mean, I've never been to a gun bash. for fifty bucks a you chance. Got, you got plus you get dinner. You get dinner there too. Yeah, and there's going to be beer to drink. Cheap beer. <laughs> When's the last time you paid a dollar for a beer? <laughs> cheap beer over here. <laughs> yeah. Cheap it's beer. Cheap beer. Cheap beer, there you go. Cheap beer for 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> they got some good food there, though, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Tim Parsons with Hog Hollow, he's going to be catering us, and he does all of our banquets, and he does a phenomenal job. Okay. Yeah, you can't beat that. He will take care of you, and that food is second to none. I, I had very comparable food today when we got here, though. Nice, Mama, nice. Mama did very well. Yeah. You did great smoking. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. So what what uh, what all was on the menu? You got pulled pork, pulled pork and chips for lunch, and chips. then there'll be uh, maybe Smitty's Pizza or Domino's Pizza will be there. We'll keep it simple. Okay. Most people's there to drink beer and win guns. Yeah. They don't. They ain't there to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why they come to our banquets. Uh huh. They come there to win guns. I'm getting ready to go to a Ducks Unlimited banquet for the Ohio chapter on October the fifth, I think. And I told my buddy, I said, you're going to have to go with me because you always win the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I never win anything. I buy tickets, yeah. but I never win anything. I was like, I need a double-barrel shotgun <laughs> over under, you know, win me one. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my money. Go get my tickets. <laughs> yeah. Go buy my tickets for me and win me a shotgun. So. All right. So. Well, any- there's, a, there's a turkey bank one on October 7th, Marietta Fairgrounds. Also ours. That's ours. Yep. Okay. We offer boss gobbler tables and strutter tables. Man, I don't know how we, October the 7th of this year. Of this year. Here's here's how this works with our tables. Like the Kimber strutter table. It gets eight people in the door. Everybody gets a membership to the NWTF dinner. 
$120 worth of general raffle tickets, mm. and then you'll have a one in eight chance of winning a Kimber 1911.45. Okay. Because it gets raffled off just for your table. It's $150 a seat per person. That's a little different than sold some twenty of, of them so far. We do a thousand dollar table too, but it's a Glock nine millimeter pistol. Same concept. Yeah. Now, do y'all do the buckets like where yep. y'all do the Yeti buckets, or do y'all do some other kind of buckets? We've got different buckets, different things in them, or how yeah, they they'll have like our general raffle. We'll have a table that's got a bunch of different prizes on it. The way they work, you get four general raffle tickets and one bonus ticket. All your general rifle tickets go in one basket, and then we'll have buckets in front of guns and stuff for bonus tickets, and okay. you just drop your. So with your with your entry, you get a certain amount of tickets. Yes. Okay. And then there's pay to play games also. Yeah. We yeah. do a one forty package if you and Dan want to come up. It gets you two hundred dollars worth of general rifle tickets plus dinner. That's going to be hard to, for us to fit that in there because I've got. Uh yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on that that week. It's going to be a very busy week with that. Uh, we're doing, uh, for the Ducks Unlimited Banquet, we're doing a True Timber waterfowl um, outfit. Mm-hmm. So their waterfowl camo, which is kind of like a, it's a prairie camo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to do an outfit for that. Then we'll do a double reed and a single reed duck call. And then we're also going to do a deer call with a, like a deer hunting, their their fall season camo, which is the Kanati. Okay. So it's kind of, it's, um, it's going to be good, two good packages. Yeah. And, uh, Greg Hicks, he's the president of that chapter. I don't know how he's going to raffle those off. They're going to be silent auctions or they'll go up on the table near a bucket, like what you're talking about or something like that. Where's that at in Ohio? Uh, it's going to be, it's actually held in Huntington. They have the banquet in Huntington. I got you. Yeah. I'll have to. So it's across the river there, Proctorville, Chesapeake, yeah, that area. It's, um, yeah, it's not far from the Ohio. I mean, you just cross right over into Ohio. I can't remember where they do it. Um, I'd have to get on that and look at it, but October the 5th. So you all got that banquet coming up October the 7th. So any other events that you all want to let people know about, now's the time. So The thing we really got coming up right now for this year is the banquet on the 7th and then our veterans hunt beginning in November. November 4th and 5th. Now, next year rolls into a whole new year because we'll have a banquet in Caldwell, Ohio in March. Pheasant's banquet in May. Was that May? Yep, May. Yeah, early May. Yep. Our Pheasant's banquet in May. And then our gun bash in August. Kids' day in Kids August. Kids' day in August. <laughs> Turkey <laughs> banquet in October. Gun bash. <laughs> Yeah, and and we're trying to we're trying to experiment with this gun bash because this is going to help us raise money to do what we want to do. Yeah, as far as the kids' day, the veterans' hunt. Mm-hmm. Yes, and not have to worry about running a bunch of street raffles, yep. conservation yep. projects. Yeah, we can knock it all out in one shot. Plus, be able to give to the local fairgrounds to help them do what they are trying to get done. Because you know as well as I do, fairgrounds don't make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Be able to give some to the NWTF for conservation, Pheasants Forever Conservation, and then have money to do what we want to do. Okay. Yeah, so this one's going to be in Barbersville, October the 5th from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Single ticket, $75. Couple tickets are 100 
Green Wing tickets is twenty five. That's for your kids, I believe. Yes. Uh, your bronze sponsor is two ninety. Bronze sponsor couple is three twenty five, and you can get a corporate table for five hundred. We've done those before, and then you can get your corporate bronze table for seven twenty five. So you all do corporate tables as well at your NWTF ones. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I love going to them banquets because it's just kind of like it's a small trade show. Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> really? I mean, to me it is. I mean, you're getting to meet a bunch of people and you have some product there and you get to look at all the other different products that people have donated or they bought. And mm-hmm. You know, the, NW, the NWTF has a bunch of stuff that they offer to their um, chapters for these events, just like Ducks Unlimited. Yes. You all brought us one today which we're very thankful of that was the 50th anniversary decanter with two cups and yes shot shell in Been the shot. Yeah, with the shot shell in the side of it. man that i love that thing i mean i don't even know if we'll have a drinking thing out of it but <laughs> <laughs> it'll look good sitting here because it's too nice it? yeah that's the first thing i took a picture of out back before we even <laughs> ate we had it set there on the on the thing when we ate our food but <clears throat> back to the gun bash we should have tickets available by the end of the month okay so we can be contacted via Facebook through our Fields of Ridges Outdoors page or Fox Dave, which is my own personal page on Facebook. Okay. Email us, fieldsofridgesoutdoors.com. Now, are you all going to have a link or something on your website or yeah. where, where people can go to actually purchase those tickets from there, or are they going to have to call you guys? I've been pondering on setting up a link. Okay. I just don't like giving other companies money. <laughs> when it, we're trying to make money yeah that's not for what we're doing you know what i mean well it's you know we've talked about this before it's hard to get a processing company that will um cater to the what we want in the outdoor industry because yeah. there's not very many of them that are um i don't know i guess you could say second amendment friendly but because <clears throat> they're against guns they're against um, different outdoor things like that, but there are yeah. there are some out there that that you know do take care of the people that need those processing things. Uh, Fortress is one of them. If you guys want to look into Fortress, we can get you hooked up with some some companies that do those things if you need that. So, well, because we got PayPal right now, but the thing is, if you get a hundred or two hundred different people. Buy a ticket at fifty bucks and pop through PayPal. They're making a chunk of money off of that. Yeah, that's money we could be using towards the kids or to buy turkeys and hams with to pass out at yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas. But unfortunately, in the day and time we live in, the digital world is starting to take over those things. Which I don't like that because we, we're starting to go. You know, we go to the um, I want to say Power Park, but it's yeah. Go Mart Park now in Charleston, yeah. and watch the minor league play all the time and they're completely cashless now. Yeah. Yeah. You can't spend any cash there. But what's funny is you can go up front to the ticket booth and you can give them your debit card and they'll give you, or you can give them cash or something. You can exchange something for a gift card. You can pay cash for a gift card (laughs) that you can use inside the park. Yeah. And I'm like, why not just, I mean, we can't get rid of cash completely, in my no. opinion. No. Getting rid of cash is going to destroy the small businesses. It, it will. Because that $50, 
is not passed along to the next business as fifty dollars. Yes. Yes. Correct. You know what I mean? Yep. Just like you're saying, you're taking that fee out of it. So therefore it's already decreased in value when you give it away if it's yes. a digital currency. Yep. So I mean that's one way to look at it. I was reading an article about that the other day and that's kinda how they you know, explained it and brought it up. But anyways. Yeah, you're giving all your money to the banks. Yeah. They're making those fees and stuff. Yeah. Just by paying for your goods. You're paying the banks to yeah. pay for stuff. So you we were talking uh as when you all got here, we got a little package that we put together for you guys um before you leave. But um so you all have any deer hunts planned this year? Since you all all deer hunt. Yeah. Well, I know one thing that we'll be doing later this year in October is uh, a Will and Sportsman's Disabled Handicap Hunt that we go and help out every year. Oh, okay. Tell us about that. It's up there in AE, used to be AEP property up in McConnellsville, Ohio. Okay. It's put on by the NWTF Wolf Creek chapter. Then we'll go up there. These guys usually run a road crew. They'll take us in. We got, there's people, it don't matter what's wrong with you, you're hunting if you come. Yeah, there's 55 hunters this year. And they wheelchair bound all the way to, yes. you know, been in, you know, it, 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 it's a way to, it's another way to give back that we go do, but they will be in wheelchairs or they will be, you know, some kind of, uh, they can't walk, they're having health problems, but they still want to get outdoors. We make, we go, we're a small part of making that happen, but Jeff Taylor and Roger Hogue and those guys up there really go above and beyond. And then that's kind of where we got the inspiration for our veterans hunt at. They okay. kind of got off the ground right there. Roger, you know, Roger was one of the big ones. Him and uh, Tom Hooper, you know, do it, try it. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know. And had a great turnout. But, yes, anybody that wants information about that, message our page or whatever, we'll get you in touch with Jeff. Hey, we can't forget the late Shane McGrew, neither. He was a stand-up guy when it come to that that disabled hunt uh that was his, him and jeff started that, was that. His staple for a long long time yes that was his pet pee but we just we do what we got to do to get him in there and try to get him on deer and stuff and get him back out safely you know what i mean yeah so one of the guys that we just you all talking about these veterans hunts and different things like handicapping the outdoors one of the things that we uh talk to trevor hubs he is one of the guys that is over the armed forces initiative with the backcountry hunters and anglers i don't know if you all know about them yes yes but um they're an organization like you all they do a lot of stuff in the outdoors pretty big organization but we talked about the accelerating veterans recovery outdoors act did you all know about that act no, no i did not i didn't either and until we done this episode we never knew anything about it, and this was a this was a a house bill that was brought into uh, legislation through the Trump administration. So, let me look up that house bill here real quick, just so I don't give you the wrong information. But um, we never knew about that until we started talking to them guys, and I was like, "Wow!" I was like. I had no idea. And he was like, well, it's not a thing now. <laughs> huh. It it came into, uh, be, it came into legislation. It was a house bill. It passed. There's funding there, but it's setting there. Nothing's being done with it. Huh. 
No, I had not heard of that. Yep. So this is House B or uh, let's see HR twenty four thirty five. It's the Accelerating Veterans Recovery Outdoors Act, and um, it was an established task force on outdoor recreation for veterans to report on and to make recommendations regarding to use public lands and other outdoor spaces for veterans. So this is something may, that you all may be able to utilize yeah. later yeah, on. Definitely check in. <clears throat> Absolutely, we'll check into it. Yeah. Yeah, because that's one of the ideas that I kind of had going on in my head was if we could blow this gun bash up and make enough money off of it, being able to lease some property and do our own hunt. Yeah. Not as big a scale as the Wheel and Sportsman does with 50-some hunters because we don't have the manpower f- for that, but mm-hmm. still be able to do it for a few, maybe get in touch with Wounded Warriors and them and get four or five hunters out every year at least, yeah. you know what I mean, to every, do some deer hunting for a, a week or helps. whatever. And maybe that could be something that you all could get together with backcountry hunters and anglers and yeah. do it together. and they could offer up those resources for those properties. I'm not sure that'd be something that y'all had to talk about, but I mean, that's a, that's the good thing about this industry. We can network and we can get together and do these things. And yep. Well, cause we got our youth Turkey hunt that we do every year on week youth weekend. Now with Hups outfitters up there in long bottom, Ohio. And we okay. usually have six kids that come. We stay at the lodge. They feed us, treat us like Kings. Yeah. They, we hunt, Birds chase birds all weekend. It's free of charge for the kids. Man, I tell you, my little buddy Colson Hostler, shout out there, Coley. I love you, buddy. Uh, he came down from Akron the first year. He came by himself. He went home and told his mom about and dad about everything. Well, this year, his dad showed up on the scene. Loved it. So it was really, great, yeah. We killed our bird this year, and Colson broke down and was like, you know, I'm glad my dad's here. And it was just one of them wholesome events. Oh, man. You yeah. get to see that, live. You that don't would, usually get to see that live. That would tear me up right there because I'm all about kids and keeping yeah. them in the outdoors. And, Hit me in my feels pretty good. Yeah, guarantee it. So, <laughs> shout out, Coley. I love you, bud. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, any hunts planned for you guys? Not uh, till spring. You you just a you a big turkey hunter? Oh yeah, I'm heading to Wyoming this spring. Wyoming, Merriman's. Nice. You gonna try to go for that uh, Grand Slam? U.S. Slam. U.S. Slam. Yeah, I don't have no desire to go to Mexico to shoot a turkey. <laughs> I'm, I guess you could call me paranoid that way because I think if you spend three thousand dollars to go to Mexico shoot a turkey, they might think you're some kind of rich. U.S. guy and kidnap me and might not get come back. Yeah, because there ain't no way my family could pay a ransom to get hey, me back. Oh, Ryan, 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 bail you out in a heartbeat. Yeah, you're you're the one with all the money in this group, right? Yeah, <laughs> they they turn you loose pretty quick. Maybe. Oh god, spend a couple hours with me. Well, we can't afford to feed this fat boy. <laughs> get back where you came from. <laughs> what about you, Dave? Too. I'm just. Looking forward to deer season starting up. I'm ready to go do some deer hunting. So, do y'all have deer deer season prep done? Do y'all do y'all prep y'all's properties? Do y'all do anything like that? Y'all use cover scents and I ain't got nothing done. Are you ever ready? I always it don't matter how hard I work to get ready. There's always something where I go, oh, I should have done this. I, know. Or I forgot this. Or, yeah, but but yeah, we're, we're we're pretty much we're close. So I hear you. Yep, yeah, I'm gonna try out the new scent blender. 
concept this year. They've been good to us so far. They've donated to the kids' day and everything, and I've bought some of their products. Give it a whirl. Yeah, you were telling us about that earlier. Explain what that is. Yeah, it's it's basically like a little portable blender. You can take and go where you hunt. <laughs> make smoothies? Yeah. You can make you an acorn smoothie. smoothie maker. <laughs> oh, can, man. It's in camouflage, too. Mossy oak. Yes. Mossy oak camo. Yes. You can make you some smoothies if you want to make some smoothies if you get hungry in the tree. <laughs> Just make sure you pack your fruit. <laughs> but if you hunt an acorn flat or the edge of a cornfield, you can take and uh, scoop you up some water out of the creek. Throw you a handful, handful of acorns in there, close her up, turn her on, flip her over 60 seconds, your acorns are blended up into a spray. Wow. You can spray yourself down with it when it dries. They smell like acorns. So does it come with a spray bottle or you got to have It that? comes with a spray bottle. So it comes with everything you the need. The whole kit, everything my, you need. My only question is I'm intrigued, Okay. How loud is it while you're blending acorns in the middle? <laughs> Are you going to have to have you? You put it in your pocket. Oh, uh, I'm going to blend it in my pocket, yeah. So it's a pocket blender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think anybody in there, well, let me rephrase that because I'm sure somebody would take it and get acorns and climb up in their tree stand and turn it on. Yeah. 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 I'm sure it's already happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you're there hunting, yeah. when you climb out, you get your acorns and you leave the woods with them. Yeah. <laughs> and when you get to your truck, you can blend your stuff and then, up. And then you're sitting there like, I had this cover sent on. I smell like acorns. Why am I not seeing any deer? I yeah. smell great, but there's no deer. <laughs> yeah. Deer just come out and look, see what's going on. Yeah, they they peeking their head out the corner there in the brush, and they're like, this guy's making a smoothie in the street, That's an acorn. Smells like That's acorn. That's an acorn smoothie. Look at that. <laughs> no, but I, you were telling me about it earlier, and I think, man, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, that's a, that's one of them things, like I was telling Dave, too. You're sitting there, and you're like, man, I wish I could have thought of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because as we're talking about it and joking about it, it's still a viable, useful yeah. product that, that it's a great idea. Yeah, it is. As long as you utilize it right. Yeah. And not try to grind up acorns while you're up in your tree stand there, Ryan. You'd be the one to do that too, wouldn't you? Well, that's you that's know. why I asked. Yeah. Product review. Hey, you can't do rocks neither. Some, some people are cheap. They'll be taking the blender out with extension cord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to make their own thing. But if you go on their website and punch in F2R, in their discount code, you get a discount on it through us. Oh, okay, cool. So y'all, y'all work with them, and yes, got they donated to there. the kids' day. We got a few of them to give away at our banquet. They was at the Deer Asset Classic in Cambridge, Ohio, this past year. How uh, how old of a company are they? They just started last year. Okay, it's two it's two brothers out of Pennsylvania. Nice. There's a lot of scent companies that come out of Pennsylvania, in my seems like well see i got I mean, that we deal with one apparition sense yeah they're from out right. of Pennsylvania, but that's that's right there on the pennsylvania west virginia border you know that so. scent lock ozonic spray bottle i got one of them sitting at the house yeah it, like i said sitting at the house <laughs> <laughs> i had an ozonics he's got it now do you not mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah uh, this scent blender it's going with me yeah yeah i hear you 
Well, you're hitting a different uh, niche there, I guess. Yeah, it's you know, I mean, new. there's a there's a market there for it because it's the technology. You know what I mean? Well, I wish I would have put up a game camera because my when my light bulb goes off, it's not the brightest at times. When I had this idea, but we went out to my buddy's house for the Fourth of July, and I took a bunch of dumb dumb suckers and crushed them up in a Ziploc bag and pulled all the sticks out of it, mm-hmm. and I filled that scent blender thing about a quarter of the way full with them dumb bums and then filled it up with water another to where it was about halfway and blended them up did you mix it at the house no nope. oh sorry <laughs> in the woods yep like the yeah. <laughs> no i mixed it at the house <laughs> i'm messing with to you. see if it worked <laughs> but i blended them things up and it turned them into a, sp- a sugary spray water wow so we went riding around on the side by side and i sprayed it on a sapling that was I don't know. It was probably about inch and a, inch and a half round. And uh, three days later, went back. Deer chewed the bark off of it, getting that sugar. It turned them dumb dumb sugar them dumb dumb suckers into sugar water. Wow. Hmm. The deer or the bear, either one. Yeah, one or the other. The I bet you the gone. bear really was intrigued. <laughs> yeah. and, and you wouldn't believe the line of ants that was going up down that tree too. <laughs> they was all over it, but they yeah. literally chewed the bark off that tree for the sugar. Hmm. Huh. It was crazy. Yeah, we deal with some guys out of Maine, and they're allowed to. I believe they're allowed to bait deer up there with like donuts. Wow! And uh, they just put them in this big old barrel and just blend them up into this big old barrel and just let them tear the barrels apart. Wow! But they they will the bears love donuts. Maybe <laughs> maybe that's why I like them so much. <laughs> the grizzly bear <laughs> effect, right? <laughs> but like grizzly <laughs> bear effect. <laughs> like you were saying earlier too, though you know some old school hunters that would take cedar and stuff like that and cook it down and oh, make yeah. their own spray. Yeah. My brother yeah. would. Yeah. Same concept. You're just eliminating the process of the time of cooking it down. Yeah, and boiling it. Yep, you're blending it all up right there. And if you, you blend the pine in it and you spray it on you, you can definitely smell the pine. Oh, I it's strong. It. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. So what are some of the, oh, besides Mossy Oak, tell us a little bit about y'all's Mossy Oak Pro Staff. Are all you all Mossy Oak Pro Staff? I I am. I'm one of them. I go around and do different stuff. We just did a calling seminar at the uh, Wood County 4-H camp in Wood County up outside of Parkersburg. Usually I'm working with uh, – Carl Carl Birchfield, you know, mm-hmm. Jay Parsons, Tim. Uh, I butcher his last name every time I say his last name. So, I, oh, Tim, yeah, Sias, Sias. That's how. Oh, I say that's it. how you say it. Okay, now I get it. That's how I say it. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not Sias, Ryan. I call, I call him. I, I call him. I call him Big Tim. I love him to death. He's Big a great Tim, guy. Yeah. Big Tim. But usually, yeah, we we travel around and and. You basically give back. We do shows that kind of promote Mossy Oak. And, and and here's how I feel about it. Don't matter what it is, get in the woods. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. And Mossy Oak just happens to back you a little more and yeah. gives you the, 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 the platform to do that. Well, we've had people on before that said, hey, I don't care what you're wearing. Get in there with some camo fatigues and hunt. Go hunting. That's the go, key. Go hunting in your jeans. It don't matter. Oh, grandpas used to smoke cigarettes and wear flannels while they was deer hunting. Yeah. yeah. But but if you want to stay hidden, wear mossy oak. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, no, you're good. Oh, it's funny. So name name some of the other ones that you all deal with. 
showcase those a little bit. Go ahead. Big day one. Big D one. We stumped him. He's yeah. glitched. He's he his, his spinner spinning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's still thinking about that blender. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's, it's pretty nifty. <laughs> I'm telling you, you need to get you one, check it out. I'm gonna have to check it out this evening. I'm I'm intrigued on how, how it works, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty slick. I mean, just for me to that's enough for people just to go look at it. It's yeah. just to see how it works, really. Yeah. Corn. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, because I haven't seen this product. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. Y'all just told me about it today. So I'm thinking it's like one of those little mini bullets. You know, like the bullets that you can yeah. do smoothies with that are yeah. battery powered. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty. My daughter's got one. It's only about this big. It's pretty close. And, Quarter of the size. Yeah. Huh? Quarter of the size. So it's about like this? Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's got twice the motor with the lithium ion batteries. Yeah. It'll grind it'll grind a handful of acorns up in sixty seconds. And it puts the juice in the bottom of the the canister, right? Mixes it all up in the water. All up water and acorn and have like a slurry. Yeah. So that's what that's what it does to And then your stuff. your sprayer has a, a clogless filter on it so it don't clog up that you can sit there and you can spray it till the water's completely going out of it. I just seen disappointment in your eyes right there. Well, he said it was a third of the size. They're going to have to make two or three smoothies. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, I can't stick Little Debbie's, many Little Debbie's in that and make milkshakes. <laughs> yeah, you want some fudge round milkshakes, ain't you? Yeah. I posted a picture of the day on Facebook. Y'all, y'all know this Oliver Anthony guy with this, oh, yeah. this new song he's got out, Richmond, North yep. of Richmond. So. He was talking. He talks about the fudge rounds in that song, and there's been people posting these pictures. I buy my own fudge rounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were sitting in the campground a couple weeks ago, and I took a picture of a fudge round in my hand, and I said, "I pay for my own, or I buy my own fudge rounds." <laughs> <laughs> there was some other guys that commented on there that they buy the double ones, the double stuffed. Oh, rubbing it in, weren't they? Yeah, yeah big money. <laughs> I, had, I had the little ones. I'm Dude. like, okay, boys, big money. Getting yeah. serious now. Getting serious now. Uh, I got it. But he called them. Uh, what was it? He called them the. Double decker belly wrecker. <laughs> yeah. And that's the truth. And that's the truth. Yeah, that's for sure. I got a buddy, Phil Hoffman, every year. We we he's team little Debbie hunting, definitely all the way. He has trouble killing deer, so we tell him that's why. You know, you gotta keep the rapper quiet, bud. Yeah. Yeah. yeah eat him earlier. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, that, that helps if you take him out of the wrapper and put him in Ziploc bags for you. There go. you go. Yeah. Be a little quieter about it. That's funny. Oh my goodness! I know that that's been a thing since since I've been in the woods. It was, and that's one of the things I've done with my son is, you know, we go and get snacks to take in the woods with us. Yep, that's like one of the highlights of his hunt when he was a kid. And I think, like you know, with you all talking about kids and stuff like that, you just got to do more things to keep him intrigued about it. Yep, I started taking my son hunting when he was four years old. Yeah, because I don't know what it is today, but it seems to me that there are more kids that attention can't, they don't, their attention span is not as long as what it used to be. Yes. And I don't know if it has to do with the games 
or it has to do with the food or or what. But me and a buddy of mine was just talking about this the other day. I think I think it's the preservatives that is in the foods, in my opinion. I don't know. I got some boys that can stare at a video game for hours and not even blink. <laughs> yeah. I really started hunting I started hunting with my son, whose name is Hunter, ironically. Nice. But uh, it was something that I felt like we would always have something in common. No matter how old he got, we'd always have something in common that we could share together. And I could pass on tips and techniques from, you know, my grandfathers, my dad. And, and he's, he's picked some stuff up. He's, he's, he's going to be a better hunter than me if he sticks with it. Well, we've talked about this before, you know, uh, there's phases that kids go through. So I started my kid when he was four, he hunted with me all the way up till he was like 10, Mm -hmm. maybe 11, 12. Yep. And it kind of starts to fade a little bit. You get into middle school. Girls. You get into girls. girls and sports. Sports. <laughs> yep. So that starts taking up more of your time. But it's there. Yes. I've instilled it. It's there, and it'll come back. I yes. know I know that he will revisit that at some point in his Absolutely. life. Absolutely. And I hope one day he takes his son. And when he does, and there'll be a feeling of, ah, okay, I remember this. this yeah. Is what Dad and I, you know, it's that revitalized feeling yeah. that they – you know, was lost and now they found it. Yeah, and that'll give him the initiative to keep going and doing it even more. Absolutely. I know that's the same way it was with me taking my son. So Well, what else you guys want to talk about? We this is this is free game. Free game. Free game. <laughs> what do you want to talk about, Dave number two? I'm good. Dave two's good. All right. Well, if y'all are good, we'll just uh, let everybody know where they can uh, find your all's information and uh, just uh, talk about uh, those banquets real quick, reiterate that, so that people can get those dates marked down on their calendar. Okay. October 7th at the Washington County Fairgrounds. It's 922 Front Street, Marietta, Ohio. Doors open at 5. Packages run 55. 75 for a couple. We got a 140 package for two people. We got our $1,000 Glock table, a $1,200 Kimber table. You can contact me through Fields to Ridges Outdoors on Facebook or Fox Dave on Facebook for more ticket information or to purchase tickets. Gun bash tickets should be available by the end of the month. Those can be also purchased the same way. All right. Well, guys, we sure appreciate y'all coming down and being here for this live podcast. I've had a great time, and we'll continue this after the podcast. But, uh, I mean, it's been a, it's been a great time. Oh, it's yeah. been a blast. Oh, yeah, awesome. yep. We appreciate you having us down, and we appreciate the hospitality. Yeah, well, we thank you, sir. We're first-timers. Yep, first-timers. We lost timers. our podcast cherry today. That's what we said. You guys are kind of frontier in this thing, so anybody out there that wants to come do a live podcast, we're here to be able to do that, and these guys are helping us frontier that. So we're going to you know, hopefully do these more in the, pa- in the future, and uh, we'll have a setup to where we have – uh, you know, a luncheon kind of thing to where we either cook the food here or we cater it from somewhere. And you all are our first ones to do that. So we appreciate it again. And we're going to have our second one coming up October the 6th at the Breathe Wine and Culture Company here in Cross Lanes. 
they're going to be the one catering all the food. We're going to be having a country boy cider tasting while we're there. We're going to be doing a fireside podcast live with a roundtable discussion starting off, you know, kind of hunt season prep because it's going to be right after the start of archery season here in West Virginia. So looking forward to that. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening today and watching us. If you are watching us on our Facebook Live, be sure to share that. It's on all the our pages, Nature's Voice Game Calls page, our On the Limb podcast page. It's on the Fields to Ridges page. And it's on about probably 10 other pages that we cross-posted to. So be sure to check us out on Amazon Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, and apple music so we're on all those or wherever you get your podcast so appreciate you guys coming in appreciate everybody listening thank you all thank you thank you this episode of on the limb with nature's voice game calls is brought to you by stick tamer bow silencers are you a traditional archery hunter or shooter stick tamer was specifically designed for the recurve shooter made of a hybrid foam rubber material stick tamer is designed to deaden string slap and limb vibration stick tamer reduces limb and string noise water resistant and lasts shot after shot made in the usa from a hybrid foam rubber for durability to purchase stick tamer and for more information visit three rivers archery.com and blackwidowbows.com stick tamer bow silencers are available exclusively at three rivers archery.com and blackwidowbows.com